everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 104 on Monday the 8th of November 2010. My name is Steve Layton and I know this because I've just been watching the Eva Solo Brewing Guide on my iPad and it said that I was Steve Layton, in it? I need some more less tenuous links. I think I'm going to have to sit down and write a whole heap of intros for those because they are getting worse. Um, I agree with those who have been talking to me on Twitter and email. So. Let's brush over that and let's move into uh, this week. Before I start with the comments, I've got a bit of a double hitter this week, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, another brewing guide for you, which have all been awesome, but also a special announcement as well about uh, something that we're releasing this week. So very, very excited and uh, I hope that you will be too. But let's dive into the comments because I've got a feeling it's going to be a long one this week. So. Um, John M said, great episode, but why Blake and why that scarf? Keep up the good work. Well, why Blake? Blake was the name of my old school. And because Blake is an old school blend, that's why it's, it's, it's old school. It is in the um, description, but I did forget to mention it in the video last week because I'm an idiot. Uh, Dan Latcher said, uh, I agree, even with... Uh, even if it is unpopular, there are a fair number of people who drink milk-based drinks, and I, for one, love the feeling tasting of espresso through milk. Um, off to see if I can wrestle with a, a Navonu Simonelli Adonis for a week at the trade show floor. Let's see if I can wrangle her into submission. I'll tell you something, Dan, they're good fun to beat up, machines. It's just a reference to last week's one. Um, uh, CJ Bailey said, uh, love the old toe blend, so much so I bought some for a friend as a present. Since I first had it, it, uh, had it, my tastes have changed and I've been drinking a lot more AeroPress and Filter. Having this has reminded me why I love the Tobra blend, but also it's been interesting to taste the changes. I can't compare properly with the Tobra as I've totally changed my equipment since then, but it's a darn fine coffee and milk and fantastic in the morning. That's fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you very, very much, Chris. That's, that's super. Uh, another Dan, uh, seems, seems you did speak too early, Ari, the football. Now, the football. Last week I was bleating and sh saying that we were going to beat Newcastle and then I went home and watched us get stuffed. There's a message and a moral to that story. Never talk about football on here, but if you're a Stoke fan... <laughs> right, uh, Phil G, 5-1, ooch, yes, reference to the football again. Ben Miller, of recent times, uh, I've gone off AeroPress, produced cappuccino, and, and no matter what I did, it always seemed to taste like warm milk with a vague coffee flavouring. It is a big problem with the AeroPress that, you know, it says it's an espresso maker, but I think most people who watch these will know that it's not an espresso maker. For me, it's a brewed coffee maker, um, and it can be a little bit kind of insepid when you add milk to it, it, it because of the kind of brew that it is. Um, uh, looks like Blake could be just what I need to get back into it again. And, you know, maybe that is the thing, that a stronger tasting coffee um, is going to really help the AeroPress, uh, AeroPress brew. And I think I'm going to bear that in mind when I get asked a lot of advice a lot of the time. What should I do in my AeroPress? What should I do in my uh, French press? And so on and so forth. Glad that the Uber started to stop competing against me for, for shouting. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, I think that could be a really good one to offer people who like espresso-style drinks but uh, have an AeroPress. So. Um, Giles said, I uh, hope you have some vocal cords left. 
for the next episode after shouting at your telly. Well, when I said I was going home to shout at my TV uh, while watching the football, and it needed a lot of shouting at. Um, love the new ad, very retro. Something I seem to find in a blend as well, though. I don't know what it is because my dad always drank hot lava java when I was a kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. The smell while brewing brought it back to me. I never take milk with my coffee, but this blend got me looking for cappuccino, making tips on YouTube. That's superb. Thank you, Giles. Um, uh, Chris Rushbrook. Belated birthday wishes, Steve. Although, sounds like it might have been a bit of a frustrating birthday afternoon. Do you know what? Even with the football, I had an awesome birthday. Um, really, really cool birthday. So, yeah, the football... Took the tinge out. That would have been the cherry on top of that very fine cake. Um, after turning through a bag of Blake, really enjoying it. Never tried the Toba blend, but I'm enjoying the more traditional retro elements of this. And it reminds me of coffees I used to drink a while ago before I got the has-been bug and got used to the lighter roast profiles. Still seems like a really interesting and complex cup, though, so hasn't lost the typical has-been traits. And Chris, 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 I, can't, I struggle with Chris's name like all the time, and it's Chris. It's really easy. Um, yeah, that, you know, I, I, can't, I don't think that you have to... If you use the right coffees, you can roast darker and still retain the characteristics of the cup. Um, I think that's just selecting the right coffees for that blend, for that style of roasting. So, yeah, no, I'm all over that. Um, and he says another great video as well, so thank you. Uh, Alex Redgate. Toba was a very important coffee to me in my learning curve and will always have a soft spot in my heart. I learned an awful lot about coffee playing with Toba, so when I heard you replacing it, I felt a pang of trepidation mixed with a good deal of excitement. Very happy to say my fears were immediately quelled when I got the bag. Stonker espresso and amazing, uh, um, and in milk, amazing, really at home. Now, for, for those who don't know Alex, Alex competed a couple of years ago in the uh, UK Barista Championships and used our coffee but didn't tell us. He just bought some Toba off the website and turned up to competition. And normally for competition blends, a lot of work and effort and everything goes in. And Alex proved that, you know, just by getting some coffee that you believe in and make, matching it to what you want to do and what you want to get across, you can really, really be successful. So, um, yeah, that, that's cool, Alex. I'm really pleased that you, uh, you, you liked it. That's good. Uh, I'm going to skip through a few here and go to... There's loads again this week. It's fantastic. Uh, Keith O'Sullivan, sorry been a few weeks since I commented, doesn't mean I haven't been watching and enjoying the coffee, though I should congratulate you on this one, uh, the great video to go with it, delicious no nonsense espresso which works beautifully with milk, awesome, uh, another Steve, not me, uh, I tried Blake a few different ways and the way I prefer is Americano, I really like the earthy flavours in it, that's fantastic, uh, as I said there's loads, Colin Morgan, love the episode, love the blend, keep up the good work, God bless you Colin. Um, and I'm just going to have to randomly take one at the end. Um, Phil G has made some delicious small cappers, especially in the new has-been cups, and he puts a Flickr photo up there. Um, and that's Phil Gadsby, who we are a big fan of. So, perfect way to end it. Um, no competition this week, but there will be a competition next week, I promise. Um, the winner of last week's competition did claim their tells, and they are now the pro donors of them. Um, I was doing an event with Dale, who's our wholesale director, and um, we were up in Hull, and I was pulling shots and he was doing milk, and those barista tells were awesome. Um, so, so awesome that I'm going to have to put them on the site like really soon, because you're going they are brilliant. Really, really cool for cleaning your port filter, keeping your machine clean, keeping everything clean down. Um, right, going to whack you on pause. While you're on pause, I am going to show you uh, the new brew guide, the new has-been brewing guide, which is, excuse me, leaning off camera, 
on the Eva Solo. For those who don't know what the Eva Solo is, it's a Danish brewer. Um, it is very similar in lots of ways to the French press. Um, I'm a big fan of it. We haven't been. We wanted to stock it for ages and ages, and we had a real heap of hassle trying to to get them in. But I think you know it was worth the effort. Now we have them. We've got um, the 0.6 liter one. This is the one liter one. It comes in the little jackets. We have black, red, brown, cream, um, and they are amazing brewers. I'm a massive fan of them, as I say. Um, and this is how they use them. Hello everybody and welcome to the fourth in the series of the Has Been Brewing Guide. Today we're going to be taking a look at the Eva Solo Brewer. To get the best from it, you do need to follow some rules and it's important that you treat the brewer differently to others. First of all, you're going to need some things. Of course you're going to need the Eva Solo Brewer, some coffee, freshly roasted of course, a kettle, some scales, surprise surprise, and a timer. You're also going to need a spoon, a stirrer and of course a mug. You may also need another carafe, depending on whether you're going to brew just one cup or whether you're going to brew some more to drink later. Step one, boil the kettle. Step two, take the just off the boil water and warm the Eva Solo and swill it out. Now I'm using the one litre Eva Solo brewer for this. That's because I drink way too much coffee. Step three, place the brewer on the scales and add 200 mils of water at about 95 to 97 degrees C. Step four, dry the mouth of the brewer and grind around about 64 grams of coffee. Think grit, not like the others with the sand, but a few notches coarser. If you get lots of coffee sludge in your brew, coarsen it up a little bit next time. If it's a little bit under extracted, then find that grind. Now add the coffee to the Eva Solo, start the timer and give the brew a good stir. If you're using a different size brewer, I use 80 grams of coffee per litre with this brewer, but you do the math. Step five, after 30 to 45 seconds, add the remaining 600 ml of water. Step six, at the two minute stage of brewing, give it another stir. Step seven, while you wait the other two minutes of brewing, warm the mug with the hot water. Cold cup, cold coffee. Step eight, on the four minutes, pour and enjoy. If you're not drinking all of the brew, decant it into another carafe, as you don't want it to continue to extract. Even then, it doesn't keep for long, so make sure you drink within five to 10 minutes. If you follow these simple steps, you really will get the best out of this unique brewer. Thank you for watching this guide, and I do hope that you've enjoyed it. I also hope that you'll take a look at some of the other brewing guides we've done. My name is Steve Layton, and remember, life is too short for bad coffee. So I'm back. Um, I hope that you enjoyed another one of the Has Been Brewing Guides. Um, I followed the exact same results in these to get to make this brew, so I don't need to tell you about it. There's a video that's shown you. But I, as I said earlier, I've loved the Eva Solo for a long time, and it's, um, it's, it's really cool to have one. I have struggled in the past to get a great cup out of it, um, but like all the other brew guides that I've done, I started with new brands you know, from the ground uh, and looked at it that way. Um, they are available from us as I've said and they're available from lots of other places too and I would really suggest you give these brewers a, a, a look I think they're, they're, they're interesting and, and definitely worthwhile um, also quite I'm using the timer by the way from the has been app to do the counting down but one of the other tools in those coffee tools is the um, brew calculator 
and the update this that came out this week, thank you Nigel, um, means that you can change the grams per litre. Because this, I use 80 grams per litre in these, you can actually use that within the calculator and make life a little bit easier. Anyway, let's get down to the coffee, which is the important part. So I'm really pleased to have this coffee. Um, uh, this is current crop, although the cycle is coming towards the end, so we'll be seeing that the, the new crop will be arrived in December, January time. Um, and we've just got the tail end of the current crop. Just as a stopgap, we've got five bags um, until it arrives. And I, I was actually, I've been really surprised at how quickly those five bags have been depleted. Um, it's not one that's going to be around. We're not going to have like a seamless join, I don't think, which is a shame. But um, a little bit about the farm. Back in 2000, um, when coffee prices were pretty rubbish and we're on their way down. Oh, so, right, let's pour this into a second carafe because I don't like to keep it brewing. So, just excuse me. Uh, Carmelio Mireldas, I think that's his name, oh, the pronunciation's awful. Uh, decided to build a plantation, but he wants to build a plantation that was on quality, um, which at a time where coffee wasn't really fetching great prices, was a fairly brave move for somebody like that. Um, Camillo bought the land, which had previously been used as farmland. Um, it was not in great condition, um, and was in a rather bad way. But the potential was there. It had great sunlight, it had uh, great differing kind of microclimates within the farm. Altitude around about 1800 to 2100 metres. Um, it got cold at night but not too cold. It got warm during the day but not too warm. Um, so there was lots and lots of potential there. So basically what, what they did was they set up an active agronomy uh, kind of management programme if you like. Uh, very carefully selected varietals that they thought would fit uh, the soils and the climates that they had um, and also a few experiments to see whether something a little bit left field would work as well and some of the best kind of experimental farms I think I've ever come across um, if I was going to build a farm it would be on this model um, and I just think it's super exciting <clears throat> rather than going for very high yielding coffees which is the temptation with any farm um, Camillo kind of selected Tipica which is not a great varietal for in the cup, but quite often hard to grow. And one of the hardest of all, Bourbon, which is 80% of the crops that they grow on the farm. This one is actually the Tipica. They also do Geisha, Maragajib and Mocha. Um, and I know they've also got plans to expand the farm out in the near future. So very, very exciting. Uh, let's go through some numbers. So the farm is called Santorio Mirador. Um, Finca Santorio Mirador. It's 100% Tipica. It's washed coffee. Fully washed, it is uh, altitude of, this one is 2,050 metres, this part of the land. And if you go to the description on the website, you can see a little map of the farm. Uh, the closest city to it is called Cali, uh, which is in the northwest, if I think I'm right, of Colombia. Um, and yeah, let's get snuffling the bottom. Now the great thing about Colombian coffees is they are very consistent. They have uh, a level of... They have a very typical flavour profile, which tends to be sweet, very balanced. Um, you don't tend to find a lot of dirty, earthy kind of coffees coming out of there. No, it's very. I've, I've never seen a naturally processed coffee, for instance, coming through Colombia. I know there have been some, but you don't see many. Um, the FNC, which is the Federation of Nacional Cafeteros, which is the federation that looks after all the coffee farmers, do a great job in marketing and controlling quality. Um, I mean, that's, that's one thing that does come out of it. The other part is quite hard to do business in Colombia, but that's a side effect of them being very controlling over what happens. So, 
You can smell that this is going to be sweet. Uh, straight away, you know in the cup this is going to be a very, very sweet cup. Um, I really adore the smell. It's kind of smooth and balanced. I'm just grabbing a mug because I'm going to pour this now. Um, I have no mugs. I'm, I'm having to go back to using Hasbe mugs because I've run out of my collection. I'm going to have to go and buy some more from somewhere or get some stuff. So, the profile of the cup of the Eva Solo is very similar to the French press. You do get some suspended solids in there, so you do get little bits of, not grit and sludge and things, but a little bit of grit and sludge, I guess. It's, um, it, it, it's not massive, but it's just like with the French press, you get a lot of those bits coming through. So, on the cup, um, again, it just smells incredibly sweet. Um, When you drink it, there's a little bit of difference going on there. The first thing that hits you is this big milk chocolate. It's really, really chocolatey. It's very, very smooth. Great balance. But underneath, there's a little bit of like acidity. And the way I've described it is kind of, you know, um, like lemon rind and uh, lime rind, you can get dipped in sugar. And it's quite a traditional thing to find in, in uh, where was it, Brazil? I think I was eating some in Brazil. It's basically just rind covered in sugar. And as, as a sweet kind of thing and it reminds me very much of that because you've got this chocolate sweetness you've also got this sugary sweetness but then you've got this little bit of acidity going on in there which is a lime and lemon and kind of it's a bit sharp but then the chocolate comes and goes no no it's not sharp and makes it a lot uh, smoother and milder again I think this is a phenomenal cup I'm so so pleased that we've secured this next year we've secured the Tipica as well um, not all of it from the farm because it's a huge farm, but a whole heap of it. And, and as far as I know, we'll probably be the only people in the UK with the typical, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, I, I I just think it's a it's a great Colombian, and and I love Colombias when we can find them this good. Um, so yeah, got to pop a veg code up below. This will give you fifty pence off in the store for the next week. Um, we don't really we shouldn't really offer money off on this one because we don't have a lot of it. But I really want non-subscribers to try it. Um, I think it's a delicious cup, uh, and I hope you feel the same. So, going on to the final announcement before we wrap up. Um, for a little while, uh, a viewer of, in my mug, called, a guy called Aidan, um, has been working with us to bring us an In My Mug app. Oh, there we go. Is that... Oh. Okay, I can't get it to come up on here. Uh, I have obviously put the updated one in there. But basically, the In My Mug app is an, a way of watching the videos, keeping track of your scores, so there's an ability within it to put um, your cupping scores, your cupping notes. But what it also does, it shares them with everybody. So you put in your cupping notes, I put in my cupping notes, Joe Bloggs puts in his cupping notes, and we end up with an average score. And what Aiden is working on at the moment, although the app is out now, in the next update, there's going to be a leaderboard. So basically, you'll be able to find your favourite coffee that you liked in there. It's also very easy to go and find videos of coffees that you've enjoyed before if you want to go and see the videos for them, because it puts them in coffee order, as well as in episode order. Um, and I just think it's a really cool way of keeping all of your cupping scores in one place. It works on the iPhone, works on the, on the iPad. Um, the iPad is a very special version for the iPad, and it gives you a lovely working space. Aiden's very kindly written the specific iPad version, and I just I'm, I'm so so pleased with it. Um, to follow on from the Has Been app, which I think is great for purchasing, or to have something that is standalone for in my mug, just shows me how uh, how important we take um, 
in my mug because it is very important to us. You know, we, we love communicating with you and talking with you. But also, it's a great way for you to keep your scores and keep track of where you're at with it all. Um, so, yeah, do take a look at that. I'm going to pop a link below, which is to a blog post. Uh, in that blog post, you will have a video on how to use the app. Uh, you will have um, a link to the iTunes store to go and get it. Of course, as always, it's completely free of charge. So do go and take a look at that. And uh, yeah, feedback would be much appreciated. Um, there are, as always, there's always issues. I mean, we've just resolved a few issues with the iPhone app for Has Been, um, which, you know, we, we, they, they happen. Hopefully we won't find any in here, but if you do, we look forward to having your reports back and... Uh, Hopefully there'll be none of that problem. I'm going to wrap up because I'm rambling. Listen, thank you very, very much for joining me as always. Um, I love you all dearly and life is too short.